Anybody? I receive. Kashar, you know that song? Come here. Put your hands together just for a minute. If you don't mind. I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I feel the intangible. I see. to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Is anybody glad to be here beside me? Just wait just for a little while and just begin to give God praise if you don't mind. We, we, we praise him with anticipation of his word and we thank him for being a wonderful, wonderful God in Jesus' name. Amen. To any of our visitors here, God bless you. We are so thankful and honestly excited that you are in our midst. TWS, can you give our guest a hand today in Jesus' name? Oh, y'all can do better than that. Come on. We're excited that God brought you here today. We don't count it lightly that God brought you here today. And God bless you. If you don't have a, good church, a church home, this is one that you can call home. And we are love on you real big. Amen. You ready for the word of God? Let's prepare our hearts. Those who desire to stand for the word, if that's your way you prepare for it, you can do so. If you want to prepare for the word by sitting, you can do so. But whatever we do, prepare our hearts to receive the word of God. Amen. We give God praise for this next generation. Our children are being dismissed at this time for children's church. We give God praise for them in Jesus' name. Well, I'm excited about the word this morning. His word is always good. His word damages ignorance. His word destroys the plans of the enemy and lifts us to heights that God has for us. Amen. And so this morning we're going to begin reading in Acts chapter 26. Verses 1 through 3. Three scriptures this morning. Acts 26, verses 1 through 3. In Jesus' name. Sister Tiffany, it's so good to see you right back there in the middle. You know, it says Jesus is in the midst of us. So we're just going to say you, Jesus is with you because you're in the middle of us. Amen. Here at um, 26, it says, Then Agrippa said to Paul, you are permitted to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand 
and answered, somebody say, for himself. For himself. He said this. He says, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things of which I am accused by the Jews. And then he says, especially because you are expert in all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. Take me back to verse 1, Kirsten. Again, I want to point out something. First, he says, I... Uh, uh, Agrippa says you're permitted to speak for yourself. Somebody say speak for yourself. Give me the next verse. And he says I'm happy because I can answer for myself. Amen. And the third verse. He also says especially I'm begging you to hear me patiently. Amen. Father, thank you for your word this morning. It is my prayer that you would be absolutely glorified in the name of Jesus, that your people would be edified and built up like never before. I pray, oh God, that you would damage all lies and ignorance and bring us into truth that will cause us to walk in triumphant victory in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord God, that none of us will leave like we came. Now we ask you to release your anointing upon me for the people that you have. God, let it be about you and them today. Be glorified in the house. Can we just come into agreement and ask the Lord to be glorified in this place? Oh, come on, ask the Lord to be glorified. If you don't mind, just agree with me and participate in this purpose today. Father, we want you to be glorified. We know Bishop has the mic, but we want you to be glorified. God, we want you to be glorified in the place. If you're glorified, nothing else will matter. So we come into agreement for you to be glorified, and we call it done. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk this morning about a decade of declaration. Amen. A decade of declaration. Not just the day of declaration, not just the year of declaration, but we have entered into 20 and 20, have we not? And so we haven't just entered into a day, we've entered into a brand new decade. We need to understand some things about the decade that we have entered into because it really is important. It is a year and a decade of declaration. And Job says in 2228, if we decree a thing, it shall be established. It's a year, a decade where it's going to be important to understand what God is doing. Prophetically, in the former decade, it was really about what God was saying about us for us to look into ourselves and our lives and what he's doing in us. We look and say 2020 is the year of perfect vision, but on the prophetic calendar, it really is not. It's the real of declaration. Amen. That We get that from 2020 glasses, and I need them in just a minute. But what we're really talking about, we understand this Hebrew calendar, it is a year and a decade of declaration. In other words, it's a year to widen our mouths. It is a decade to not be 
silent all the time. Amen. We really understand what God is saying in this hour. It's a year to widen our mouths or in wisdom keep them zipped. In other words, if we don't have wisdom to say what God wants to say, some things need not be said. It's going to be very, very important for me and for you and for us in this day and also in this decade to open up our mouths. Can you hear what I'm saying? It's also going to be important that if we don't have anything nice to say, if it's not being led by the Holy Spirit, it's going to be a decade to kind of do zip the lips. Can you say amen? Because it's going to be important what we say in this decade. Can you, can you believe what I'm saying? So we must understand the times and seasons that we live in. Biblically speaking, that is, no, that is nothing new because God is a God of understanding. Uh, the children of Issachar were those who understood the tribe of Issachar. They understood the times and seasons. It's in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. It talks about that because it's really big. It says that the sons of Issachar, they had understanding of what? The times to know what Israel ought to do. And, and their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. So they were commanding the tribes of what they ought to be doing because they had understanding of the times. Can you say amen? So I said, can we say amen? It's important to understand the times. If we don't understand the times we're living in, we'll be trying to do something out of time. It would be real crazy to come out here and you got to go to work tomorrow and you work in the woodlands and as opposed to getting in your Lexus, you decide to get on your horse. It's going to take you a long time to get to your job in the woodlands on that horse. Why don't why you got the horse when you got the Lexus? But that was a day when there was no Lexus. That was just a horse and it would have been you had to understand the times. You don't just get and try to go anywhere. So God wants us to understand the times that we're living in. Can you say amen? So the year 2020 and this Greco-Roman calendar coincides with this Hebrew uh, year 5780. Can you say 5780? Now the Hebrew calendar uh, beginning 5780 did not start January 1st. It began September 30th, 2019. So we're, according to the Hebrew calendar, we're already in 5780, amen, not January 1st. So some prophetic things that God is doing as it relates to time in the Hebrew calendar already begin. In other words, you're already in the decade. According to prophetic history, you are already in the decade, the new decade in September. And so God wants us to understand. So some of the things that you have been saying and I have been saying is already reaping fruit, whether they be things of good or evil. So when you sow words in, in the earth realm, they will come back. So I don't know what you've been saying, but I guarantee you, you're eating the fruit of it already. And so some of the things that we're living in is not just what I'm seeing, it's what I'm saying. And so God wants us to understand something this morning because in 5780, that word 80 deals with this Hebrew alphabet, pay, P-E-Y, pronounced P-A-Y. And the Hebrew alphabet is, is the most sophisticated alphabet it is because it's dealing with signs and symbols and jots. And every one of them have very, very, very important meanings that God have worked out. Can you say amen? 
So 80 gives a picture in the Hebrew alphabet of a mouth. And so when you think about this Hebrew alphabet, pay, P-E-Y, connected with 80, 57, 80, the symbol is mouth. And it gives this picture of a mouth. And so it's really dealing with discerning when to speak and when to be quiet. Can anybody can just use a little bit of that in your own home? Can, you, can anybody just say some things? I wish I wouldn't have said that already. Come on. Or I wish I wouldn't have said it like that. So this 80, this pay, this decade that we're in is giving us a discerning of when to speak and when to be quiet. Uh, it's going to be a crucial component during this next decade. Grab this. If we are going to see the kingdom of God come in our own lives, in our own families, in this world. So I'm going to say it again. So if we're going to see the kingdom of God come, what I say is going to be really important. Can we just say that together, please? If we're going to see the kingdom of God, if we're going to see the rule of God, if we're going to see the reign of God, if we're going to see God's way of doing things, come. I can't cuss you out. Because I will not see God's kingdom come cussing you out. If we're going to see God's kingdom come in our homes, our family, our lives, what I say is going to pay a pivotal role if I'm going to see God's kingdom come. How many want to see God's kingdom come? I know we sing the song, want to see your kingdom here. King, No, we want to see God's kingdom come. When God's kingdom comes, man's kingdom goes. No, if God's kingdom comes, our children will not be picked up and stolen from their parents. Sexual trafficking will be gone somewhere else. That's not the kingdom of God. If God's kingdom comes, our children will go to school and pay attention and make good grades in school. If God's kingdom comes, they won't be fighting and fussing and kicking and scratching and beating each other up. Come on, somebody. So when you talk about that, if we're going to see God's kingdom come, what we say in this decade is going to be real big. And our declarations of faith will have a whole lot to do with it. It's not just what I say, but what I say is big. Because when I say things, it ushers things in the earth. Things start happening because of what we say. What I've said already in this five minutes has, is already penetrating spirits. Already the Holy Spirit is reminding us of things that we said and some things I need to say. How many can just be honest and say, you know what, I need to change. In just this five minutes, you can say, honestly, the Holy Spirit has brought to my mind, my remembrance, something I've said, whether it be great or gross. This is what God's word does for us because it helps us to see what we have. So that my mouth is going to be real big. I just want to. My mouth, Lord have mercy. People are locked up for years because of what we said with our mouth. My mouth is big. And so God's going to speak to us today. If we just get this alone, it's going to begin to usher in God's presence in a way. Sometimes we wonder why there are certain atmospheres where we are. There are words that have been released and we're walking into the 
atmosphere and the residue of what's been released. There are words that are that are producing things, uh, odor or fragrance, because of things that we have released. And we sometimes we walk into a place, there are words that's been released. So God just wants us to know that our mouths are real real big amen and so i'm just so excited about this because it's putting something in my heart that i really know um the mouth is the expression of our breath so the psalmist says that everything that has breath do what open your mouth and praise the lord so the mouth actually becomes the expression of our breath through our mouths our breath becomes vocalized. So through my mouth, what's in my breath, I begin to breathe out through my mouth what's in my heart. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? Out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. So when I start talking and communicating out of my mouth, I'm just opening up the bank of my heart and telling you what I'm rich with. And Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So when I start speaking, if I'm speaking more about other things, I can tell you where my wealth is. The mouth becomes a powerful expression of the breath of the Holy Spirit. My mouth right now while I'm speaking Things are happening right in this place. It becomes a powerful expression of the Holy Spirit or become a powerful expression of the human spirit or my mouth can become a powerful expression of a demonic spirit. So the mouth is huge. And so that's why it really matters where we are. I just got to tell you a couple of things that God put on my heart. Uh, those of you who have spent a great deal of time seeing what God is saying, not hearing what somebody's tweeting. Uh, if we spend a great deal of time seeing what God is saying in his book, and I'm not hating because, but Facebook is just not as important as his book. Let's say it one more time. Facebook is not as weighty as his book. Facebook can take you into the face of whoever writes something on Facebook, but his book could take you into the face of God who wrote about his book. So what we're seeing, what faces are we seeing? If you go to God's book, you'll see God's face. If you go to Facebook, you might see anything. Do I have a living witness? I saw something yesterday that just, I said, let me get past this and just put my phone down. Somebody may have seen it. It's a picture of this lady. It says a mama. And she had two daughters in the bedroom twerking. Anybody saw that? You saw it? Yeah, you saw it. It, it was just like the, they was in there twerking, but they was getting down. And the mama walked in there and picked up a shoe. Said, Pow! Started beating them. But the, they were just in there twerking. And so I said, let me just get off Facebook. Because they, they was twerking. I would say they was twerking, all right? And I had watched it about two times, getting ready to hit the third time. I said, let me, let it go. I, I, I let it go. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, some, you're not going to see no twerking in the Bible. You'll hear where somebody twerked, but you're not going to see no picture where you're like, 
please look at somebody and say, watch that book. So those of us who have spent a great deal of time seeing what God is saying will have no difficulty in this next decade expressing, declaring God's thoughts about what he'll do. Amen? But those who don't see what God is saying will declare some things, but it will be declaring blindly, and the blind will lead. Some of us will be, most of us will be asked to give God praise. Come on. Express. Express. Oh, my God. It's a year where a decade where God is going to demand some things and do some things by the Spirit. It's where God says, in the last days, I will pour out of my, upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters are going to open up their mouths. And they're going to begin to make declarations. They're going to begin to prophesy. My son. It's going to take the spirit. Yeah, take it for you. So God says, I'm going to do something myself. I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Can you say amen? But this is so big because some people uh, will, will, in this next decade, will have their tooth removed like Pharaoh. Moses moved to glorify God. And set the children of Israel free. Pharaoh tried to hold them in and keep them in bondage. Since Moses spoke to say, let my people go. Since Moses spoke, said, let my people go. Since Moses spoke the kingdom and said, it's not right for man to rule man. Since Moses spoke the will of God and Pharaoh spoke the opposite of God, which is not to glorify God. It is said prophetically that Pharaoh had his tooth removed. So in this next decade, some will have their tooth removed for speaking and not glorifying God in our speech. Don't, this is a prophetic reality that God just put on my heart. Don't get your tooth removed. Don't speak words that don't glorify God and end up in the category of Pharaoh by having your prophetic tooth removed because you talk, but it don't glorify God. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, help me. Because if you don't help me, I'll have to get my tooth removed. Because if you don't help me, I'll say stuff just because I grew up saying it. I'll say something because I feel like saying it. I'll say something because you got on my nerves and what you did deserved this. But we don't, but we, we walk by faith, not by sight. We, we, we're in war, but our warfare is not carnal. We got to send a message to you when you speak in this next decade. The start of September 30, 2019. Don't speak to glorify God. I, before God help me to glorify you. I, 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 I'm, some of us are just used to running off at the mouth. Some of us are used to just said it, then I'll pick up the stuff later. It's, you're not going to make it like that. Because God knows that prophetically Jesus is on the way back. And you can't just talk crazy to everybody because you feel like it. He'll remove your tooth. Look at somebody and say, you got to start glorifying God when you talk. Oh, come on. We're not messing with nobody. We just tell you got to start glorifying. You got to keep glorifying God when you talk according to the wisdom, 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 wisdom that he's given us. Because when, when we speak, we've got to glorify God. 
We're going to get to our text, but a couple of things I've got to say today is that uh, what is said in the home will be expressed outside the home. What is said in the home will be manifested outside the home. And one of the things that's happening in the generation is that we're seeing in the schoolhouse what have been said in my house. And so what God is saying, tell my people, watch what you say at home. Because what you say at home will be manifested in the streets. If you disrespect your wife at home, don't be surprised when your, when your children disrespect their teacher. If you cuss the mama out, don't go hollering at the teacher. Because you taught your children how to disobey and dishonor authority by doing it in your own house. I'm not fussing at nobody. I'm just reading the mail this morning. Amen? Is that all right? Somebody say, um, this is a decade of declaration. What is stored up in the heart will be expressed out of the mouth. Before we get to our text, uh, most of us daily are called by God to glorify him in praise and also in prayer. Some of us in this next decade will be called outside of our normal lines of communication to go to lost people. And God will empower you. John Steele, he'll empower you. He'll anoint you with his strength and his spirit to bring back lost people. Can I just prophesy and declare this? God is going to call some of us to go outside of our normal lines and lanes of communication and go into some new highways and lanes and valleys and alleys that are not common, not where I've been, what I don't usually do. He's going to call some of us to go out of there. He will empower you to bring back his children who are lost. In Jesus' name, can we just begin to tell God, I believe it and I receive it. And God will perform it today. Amen? Proverbs 18, 21 uh, tells us this. We know this, don't we? Let's just decree it today. Death and life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. You're eating what you're speaking. Hallelujah. So whatever you want to eat, say. Because if you want to eat death, speak death. If you want to eat life, speak life. Because death and life is in the power of what comes out of my mouth. I have the power to speak life today and somebody leaves this place with their whole life changed. Or I have the power to speak death and gloom and you go out of here with your head down with no hope. But you're not leaving here this morning without hope. You're leaving this morning with hope. Can I just give you a tip for the next decade? It's in Isaiah 35. When people come to you for help, they have to leave with hope. Can y'all just say it? When people come to me for help, they have to leave. Whoa, I, I, they have to leave with hope. People will be sent to you, but you can't tell.
tell them, man, I don't know either. Shoot, you right, dog. No, 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 no. They come to you because they believe you've been to church. They believe you know God. And they'll come to you because their situation is jacked up. But you got to let them leave Jesus up. And if you don't have hope, that's why the, the enemy wants to come against the saints. Y'all sit up and look at me. He wants to come against the saints. He wants to make you come to church and you don't give God the praise. He wants you to go through stuff and then when you go through stuff, you lose hope. Well, if you lose hope, what is the world going to have? Jesus said in this life, you're going to have some what? Trouble. Go on, just get that in your belt. Say, but I'm going to have some trouble. Amen. Uh, Fill the Holy Ghost, going to have some trouble. He said, but you can be, you can do something that the world can't do. You can be of, I can't hear nobody. I can't hear nobody. You can be of good cheer. Because I, your Lord and your master, have overcome the world. When people come to you, you may be hurting, but you still have hope. And you can be of good cheer. Not because your situation changed, because you serve the God that can change your situation. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, it's your year of good cheer. I declare this is your year of not just cheer, but good cheer. I declare you're going to smile more in this decade. You're going to smile more. Come on. You're going to. God will prepare a table before you right in the face of your enemy. God will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemy. And if the devil won't start mess, stop messing with you, God going to prepare a table for you and let you sit right there and eat at him. He'll bless you right in your hater's face. He'll bless you right in the midst of your stuff. You'll sit there being hated on, but still going to the bank. God will bless you. Hallelujah. So everybody smile right now in the midst of your present hater. Smile right now in the midst of your current circumstance. Smile, smile. Give, somebody just practice. Give God some kind of crazy praise. Now y'all ain't see you don't believe it yet. You can't give nobody else no hope. You just been to church your whole life. You don't believe God. You're looking for the praise team to get you up. Let's go to our text. Thank you, Lord. The apostle Paul was one who sold out. In the first three verses of Acts chapter 26, he tells Agrippa he'd been on trial a few times before now. He gone through the, the, uh, Augustus and, and some other boys. He finally taken before King Agrippa before he gets to Caesar. And he's on trial all the time. And they, and they want to kill him. And so he finally gets to King Agrippa before he gets to Caesar. And he says this to Agrippa. Then Agrippa said to Paul, they, they brought you before me. And so, so you in the decade of declaration, I don't permit you to speak for yourself. Because a whole bunch of people are saying a bunch of stuff about you, boy. They want to kill you. And I got the authority. So let me just hear you out. 
Paul said, good. He stretched out his hand, and Paul said, oh, it's my chance. Uh-oh. I'm answering for myself. He said, number one, king, I think, I don't know how you think happy, but I think myself happy. When I think about myself, I think myself happy. And the reason I'm happy, king, is because today I get a chance to what? Answer for myself. I get a chance. See, sometimes people and the devil will say all kind of stuff about you. But when you get a chance to speak for yourself, you know the truth about you. He says, because they got, a, they got me accused of a bunch of stuff. How many have been accused of something since September of 2019 to today? You've been accused of something. Now, we're not focusing on the accuser. But just in life, things happen. He says, so I, it's a lot of things here. He says, but, but you, you're, a, you're a master. At, you're an expert in the stuff they're accusing me of. So I beg you, please, king, listen to me closely. Let me tell you my story. It's a year that you're going to get a chance to tell your story. It's a decade that God's looking for you to tell your story. Some of us have been embarrassed about our story, and God can't get the glory till you tell your story. I'm going to say it again in the middle section. Some of us have been embarrassed. It's your story. It's your story. You know how many things I wish was different in my story? But it's my story. And what the thing that you're embarrassed about, God going to get the glory out of. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, we go around in America and try to floss. We go got to get a car you can't afford. Come on. Shoes you don't need. To look good for somebody you don't like. You try to floss, now you're in debt. Because America told you what you're supposed to do. But God says, no, I'm getting ready to flip the script here. This boy said, I get to tell my own story. Would you please look at somebody and say, this is the decade where your story is going to set somebody free. Whoa! How many just be honest? Rev, if I could do it, I'd take out chapter four. Okay, thank you. When I was 16, I'd take out chapter 16. And boy, when I was 18, I'd show rip that page raw out the book. You can't rip it out because you wrote it in. But God can get the glory. God can hit a bullseye with a crooked stick. You can't get it back physically, but that is a glory associated with coming to grips with God because that means you got a grace to talk about. You can talk about a God who have amazing grace. How sweet it sounds. It saved a wretch like me. I know you see me walking, but you don't know what I've been through. Come on. How many just tell you, say, you see me here. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know. You don't really know my real story, but in this next decade, God's going to allow some of us to tell our story, and somebody's going to not commit suicide because you stopped trying to impress people and told your story. Can I just help us? All have it don't matter if you're the bishop or the baby. All have I, I ain't really hear that. All have sin and come 
of what? That's why he's saying change your mouth. Because I want to get the glory out of what you say. Nobody on earth have not sinned, so don't grade one another's sin. Because all have. This boy said, listen to my story. Let's just deal with this for a minute because he says now, in verse 4, he says, uh, my manner of life, Acts 26, 4, uh, from, my, from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem, all the Jews know. They know how I live. Verse 5, they knew me from the first if they were willing to, if they were willing to testify. They really know me. That according to the strictest sect of our religion, he said, I live what? I was a Pharisee. He says, and now, grab this church, I stand and I'm judged. We're going to deal with this for a minute. I'm judged for what? The hope of the promise. They're accusing me of all kind of craziness, Sister Adriana, but are they really judging me for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers? See, God have made some promises to his forefathers, and he was just walking into promises. And when sometime you walk in the promise that God made for you, other people would judge you because of the favor on your life. They just know, didn't know you walking in the favor of Marie Brown. Y'all know who Marie Brown is? Oh, over there. That's Janet's mom. Amen. See, Janet walking. See, I'm walking in the favor of Rosie Rice and Herman Rice and Katie Bernice. My grand I'm walking in the favor of people who prayed for me. My grandparents prayed some things for me and their grandfathers prayed some things for them. Many of us are walking in the favor of the promise made by God to our fathers. God made some promises to your grandma. God made some promises to Abraham. God made some promises and he was being judged for living out. Lord have mercy. Uh, when people don't want to walk with God, don't let them stop you. Because in this next decade, there's about to be an inheritance release for those who are walking in the promise of your forefathers. That's why I look crazy right now. Look like there's no water in the wilderness. But God's still able to hit a rock and give you water. Don't stop living in the promise of God. So Paul is standing before a gripper and say, uh-oh. Uh-oh. You want to give me the mic? Because everybody been talking about me. But you going to give me the mic? Are you serious? Boy, you done messed up now. Let me just tell you what I'm talking about because they don't understand. Give me Genesis 3.15. I need about seven minutes to run fast through some scripture. Amen. Because it don't make no sense to come and just hear all this and don't understand. Amen. We're going to be fine. He said, I'm being judged. Now, that was for the hope of what? The promise. What was that promise? Let me just give you a couple of scriptures for what he was talking about. First of all, after Adam and Eve sinned, the scriptures, uh, he, uh, the writer came and says, I, I will put enmity between you and who? The woman. And between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise your 
head and you shall bruise his heel. This is what Paul was talking about because there was a hope of the promise of the, of the sons who have been uh, deceived. He said, I already got a plan for the promise to bring them back. One of the promises was your seed will bruise. Come on. The head of the enemy. Can somebody just lift your hands and say, God, I receive this promise. Glory! Your seed will bruise the head. I was thinking yesterday I went to see my parents because my dad's um, dad's sister, oldest sister, uh, who passed away, her daughter was in town and he really wanted us to come to the house. We had a house full of people. Then it came time to pray. My dad said, uh, uh, Troy, Come pray, talking to me. And I imagine I was thinking this morning how my dad must have felt I just get my seed to pray. See, because my boy used to smoke dope, but he can pray today. My boy can. I don't know whose son, but somebody's son going to bruise the head of the enemy. That's the promise. Give me the next promise, Kirsten. Ah! Another promise he said that the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, by myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. When he did that, Harold, he gave him, he said, oh, here's the promise. Blessing. I will bless you. And multiplying, somebody said, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate. Won't you just do like this, somebody, and get this promise? Paul said, This is what I'm judged for, because your descendants, Ashley, shall Molly shall possess the gates. There was a time she had to be beyond the gate, clean people's house, and get raped by men, but she gonna possess the gates. They're Black people who used to get raped, now they judges, baby. Your descendants getting ready to possess the gates. That's the promise. If I'm being judged, you messed up. You gave me this mic. You let me, you cut my hand off when I couldn't read, but you have to fool let me learn how to read. Tell somebody, say this next decade is a decade of promise. Last year, I went to the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C., and also the African American Museum, and many of the Bibles had Genesis, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Genesis, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Because many of the slave masters ripped Exodus out the Bible. Because they did not want the slaves to even think about getting free. Because that, they understood that faith comes by hearing. And if these slaves start hearing about the Exodus, they don't get enough faith. But even without Exodus, they made an Exodus. You don't hear what I'm saying. Paul, Lord, help me stop hollering. 
promise. Because you with, did not withhold your son. Because you did more than just go to church. You obeyed me in the tough thing. I got a promise for you. Look at somebody and say, obey God in this next decade. Because you, you, you may be dead and gone, but your grandson, AJ's son's son. See, you got to watch what you're looking at. Because if you really look at it, Moses didn't start off that good either. Moses killed a man, but God can choose a murderer to be a deliverer. Lord, I got the move. Give me another promise. I got some. Y'all just stay with me now if y'all don't get nervous. Genesis chapter 26, uh, uh, 4 and 5. Now take that out. Uh, you got that one? No, I, I took that one out. I cut some of them out. Give me this next one. Uh, he says, when you come into the land which the Lord, uh, your God, is giving you, you should not learn. Uh-oh. Y'all seeing this? When you come to the land. That, that, that the Lord, your God, is giving you, when you come into the land, you got to learn, learn what not to learn. Don't learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall be found among you, oh, that's it. Oh, there shall not be found among you, what? Anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. Or one who practices, or a, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. Young people don't pass by the tarot card houses. Don't ever go into those places. Are you hear what I'm saying? Or one who conjures spells. When you get the words, you don't need to spell nobody. Or a medium or a spiritist. A one who calls up the dead. You don't need no Ouija board. You don't need no seances. Stay away from that. When you get to college, stay away from that stuff. When you go in the land, God. See, the land God gives you is called college. When you get to college, don't start practicing witchcraft. Witchcraft seeks to control the mind of another. So you don't get into the spirits of pharmacia, which is alcoholism and drugs, because it will change your mind. And then you'll be able to learn stuff. On, don't go to college campus and learn how to shake your booty big. Come out with your degree, not a degree in twerking. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying? Give me the next scripture. For all who do these things are an abomination. Not to your frat. To the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. Two more. You shall be blameless where? Last scripture on this one. And what else? For these nations which you will. Uh-oh. These nations which you will. That means they possess something, but you're going to dispossess them. When God sends you somewhere. It may seem cruel, but what is for you is for you. And some people are in some places where you're going, and for you to get there, they can't stay there. What God has for you, some people just got to move that over. When, when, when I went to Baylor University, I, I got sent away after three days because of what, what I had done in high school. But when I went back, all the boys who had been there, guess what they had to do? I dispossessed them. 
When I went to the Vikings, we had 13 running backs in camp. They had five who was there for the year before. So we had eight new backs in camp trying to make the team. The five who was on the team last year, they was there too. So for any of us new eight to make the team, one of them had to be dispossessed. I said, I'm not going home. I don't know who else don't make it. But I believe that there are some promises made to me beyond my athletic ability. There are some stuff that my grandmother prayed for me. And when I got there, more than a ball player showed up, a covenant showed up. Ask somebody, what are you getting ready to dispossess? You can't dispossess the stuff you joining in. You can't go smoke dope. You can't go and just yeah, all that there. And then think you're going to get the promise of your father. No, you got to pull off. You got to come out. You got to walk holy to get the promise of God. Please put your hand on your mouth. What you say will have a whole lot to do with what you get. Who am I talking to beside me? Boy, I don't have much time this morning. Uh, Isaiah, I want to talk about this promise. This is what Paul was being judged for. He said, therefore the Lord himself will give you, help me, a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive where? And bear a son. Uh, who going to conceive? Stop now. It's 2020. Come on, Rev. Come on, Rev. Now I hear it in Sunday school. Now I'm 40. You better go back to Sunday school. Don't you get too old to stop the foundations of your faith. A virgin. Somebody holler a virgin. I can't hear the church. Say it like you mean it. If you don't believe that, just stop going to church and just get Oprah. That's it. Just get Dr. Field. Just, just forget it. Your faith is based on something else. A virgin shall conceive. And she's going to have the baby. And she shall call his name. Which means what? God with us. Isaiah 9. We were trying to just tell you what Paul was trying to tell the boy. Uh, for under us. A child is born. Under us, grab this. The son wasn't born. The child was born. The son was given. The child was born. The son was given. God so loved the world. He didn't give his only begotten child. He gave his only begotten son. The son came through. The child came through Mary through immaculate conception. But the son came from the father through divine spiral, if you would. And the government will be upon the shoulders of the son. And his name. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And his name. Daughter, his name shall be called. Help me, somebody. Come on. What else? What else? What else are you going to call him? You don't have to shoot yourself. 
unless you go to the psychiatrist. His name. Would you please just whisper to somebody say, he's a mighty counselor. He's a mighty good leader. Y'all know that? He's a mighty good leader. He's a mighty good leader. Well, all the way. Earth to heaven. And well, he won't mislead you. And he won't mislead you. Somebody else will. But he won't mislead you. When? Then he won't mislead. How many of y'all heard your grandma singing that? Well, keep on praying. Sorry, I was six. Well, keep on praying. Church, keep on praying. When? All the way. All the way from. Her to hell. Church, keep on. Just keep on praying. All the way. Let the Spirit lead you. Let the Spirit lead you. Let the Spirit lead. Y'all, come on. Do like your grandma did. All the way. All the way from. Let the Spirit. He's a mighty good leader. That's enough. All right, we got to get this word. But he's a mighty good leader. That's who he is. And so Paul talked about this promise that he had. Give me Acts chapter 13 and we're going to try to bring it on home. So Paul bring it all the way up to this New Testament and I got about 40 other scriptures I just left out. But let's bring it home. Paul now being judged in Acts 13 after being converted in Acts 9. Once you get converted and start doing God's will, people are going to mess with you. So in chapter 13, he says, men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham and those among you who fear God, uh, to you the word of salvation has been what? Sent. Look what he says. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not, because they did not, because they did not, nor even the voices of the prophets which are read every, have fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they found no cause, come on, for death in him, what did they do? They asked Pilate that he should be that's what you call a hater. Now when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they did something. They, they took him down from the tree and they laid him where? 
My grandma said they live in the bar tomb. I wish I had the church. For about the next 15 seconds, just start just reading that. Just read all over the church. Just read it. We're getting close to resurrect. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, John. Come on, baby. But God, they found no reason, but they killed him. But God, you're about to go on to a but God decade. Boy, I feel resurrection in this room. I sense resurrection in the room. I sense the spirit of God that's coming from the faith of the word. Somebody, I don't know who it is. Somebody getting ready to go through a major resurrection in your life. Stand up, Mark and Sylvia, I prophesy. I hear God say 2020, he's about to give you double for all your trouble. Y'all just, just, just praise him for a minute by yourself. Y'all just give him praise. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. For you did not withhold what God did. You were faithful. And the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and your grandmother, and your mother, that God's going to bless you double for all your trouble. I speak a 2020 double promise blessing for you. Ooh. Glory. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Together we stand. You may as well get ready because there's about to be a 2020 release of glory in this house for the purpose of God. 31, Kirsten. He was seen after God raised him. God going to let the enemy see you get up. Whooshai. Many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are witnesses to the people. Last scripture. Now this is it, y'all. We declare to you. It's the, it's the decade of declaration. We declare. I'm not just going to stare. Please hear me. Daniel Hanley, hear me. Don't stare, declare. Together we stand. Don't stare, declare. Sister, Sister Lane, declare. Your ministry is about to take off again like a whirlwind. God's putting you in positions of authority not to get mad at your boss. So your boss who thought he buried you going to see you resurrected. Don't worry about the boss. He just doing what he got to do. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm not telling you something I heard. I'm telling you something I've been through. I'm testifying. I'm declaring for my own personal coach for the Vikings just stop speaking to me. My coach it was his job to tell me what to do to help the team win. He stopped talking to me because of the gospel. But he had to watch God. 
He had to watch God. I don't know who I'm talking to. Don't fret because of your haters. They're going to watch God resurrect you. And now you're going to have to declare good tidings for the promise that's been made to our fathers. Can I tell you something? It's not you. Most of us are riding on the promises God made to our fathers. That's why the devil don't want you to have a good relationship with your parents or your pastor because your blessing is in those that he put over you. We serve a generation that don't want to honor authority. Snup your nose at authority. The worst thing you can ever do in life is to go against authority. Let me say it again. The worst thing you can ever do in life is young people hear me. We've all done it. I wasn't going to. Let me just tell you this. In, 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 in Numbers chapter 12, this same Moses, the scripture says in Numbers 12, he married a Cushite woman. Cush is in northern Africa, Ethiopia. She was a sister. And Miriam, Moses' sister, and Aaron, Moses' brother, didn't like the fact that he married an African. And when they didn't like it, this is what they said. Does God only speak through Moses? If you read the Bible, you'll see I'm, I'm quoting it verbatim. Does God only speak through Moses? He done went and married a black woman. My son went and married a white woman. Okay. You better get over your culture. And come into the kingdom. Because when they start saying it, the scripture says God heard them. Don't let this political season make you say stuff that God hear that don't line up with the kingdom. When God heard them, he says he called all three of them to the tent of meeting. Moses, Miriam, Aaron, come to me. Meet me at the church house. When all three got there, read it. He says, Miriam and Aaron, step forward. And this is what he asked them. He said, when I want to talk to my people, I speak to my prophets, but not Moses. Moses is the most humble man in all the land. When I speak to Moses, I speak to him face to face. And then he asked him this question. Why were you not afraid to speak against Moses? I tell you why. You grew up in America or you grew up in a culture and you didn't know God. And you didn't know the kingdom. So you thought your opinion mattered with God. Because it'll matter at your college. God ain't your college. God not your family. God not your political buddy. God not no Republican. He's not no Baptist. He's not no Methodist. He's not no Buddhist. He's God. He's Jehovah. He's Shaddai. He's the all-sufficient God. And we think we can say what we want. If God tell AJ to marry somebody half Dutch, Portuguese, Arabian, African, Chinaman, whatever you say. I, I, what, what's, what difference is that to me? AJ don't belong to me. Can God use your son or daughter to get the glory like he wants to? Are you still mad about Harry Tubman? I am. But he said, be angry. Sin is when you start saying stuff that God hear 
that don't line up with the kingdom and the word of God. And when God hurt them, and you know what happened to Miriam? Said so he struck her with leprosy. God struck a woman with leprosy for being prejudiced and speaking against his servant like it was her servant. Don't be so familiar with your family that you put your mouth on his people chosen to deliver his people. You don't know what God is doing. It's a year to speak it or zip it. Boy, I'm out of time. Holy Spirit, what should we do now? <clears throat> Let me just stop here. We'll have to finish next week. Let me make one point. Amen. There's a hope. Paul says, if I'm being judged, in the, in the sixth verse, he says, I'm, I stand now. I'm judged for the hope of the promise. Somebody say the promise made by God to the fathers. Um, I just want to end with that. We'll pick up next week. Bring somebody to church. Amen. This, this he says, is a promise. It was a thing promised. It was an announcement. That God would do what he said he was going to do. For all the promises of God, Colossians 1, 1, 1 Corinthians one twenty says all the promises of God, 1 Corinthians one twenty, all the promises of God. All the promises of God, not bishop. I might tell you something, break it. Try not to, but that ain't the way, don't put your faith in my promises. But all, boy, I'm holding this up real, real high. Y'all see me? All all the promises of God in Christ are yes and yes again. It's amen and amen again. What I want to say to you is that some of you are about to be converted. What I'm going to talk about next week, I'm going to just give you a teaser right now and go home. Paul got converted on the way to Damascus. And he was going there to bind up women and children and put Christians in jail. And he said, something happened. Cheryl talked about the sun. There was a showdown of the sons. For the S-U-N and the S-O-N had a showdown. And Paul said, a, a, a light at midday was brighter than the noonday sun hit me and knocked me off my beast. And every, when me and all my friends fell to the ground, then God began to deal with me. God has a way of knocking us down to the ground for us to hear his voice. But when we finish this, he wants us to know that some of us is, are going to have to declare some things that we said we wasn't going to do. Some of us, thank you, Lord, have become quiet. Some of us have become quiet. And one of the worst things about anything is not just what's going on, but it's the silence of the saints. And what God is saying in this year to see his kingdom come, the saints are going to have to break silence. Hallelujah. The saints are going to have to break silence. I said the saints are going to have to break silence to see his kingdom.
kingdom come. You have to stop saying it's not my business. It is your business. Not just when you pick it up the scraps from what have happened, but when you speak while it's going on. Some stuff we've watched and it's been too quiet. But in this decade, you, gonna, you can't just look at stuff that's not the kingdom and be silent. Who am I talking to in this place beside me? Let me see you waving if I'm talking to you. Break the silence. Break the silence. They put him in jail and they kept him there over and over for years, Tiffany, because they, they, they couldn't find nothing. But sometimes if we get something to slap us, I'm through going to church. I'm talking about the bishop. I don't like Brother Rufus. I'm just through with him. So the voice of God diminishes because you got hit in the gut. For all those who've been hit, and it made you quiet. Stop it. Open up your mouth. Don't let the hits you took make you be quiet. Your daughters need to hear you prophesying. Your sons need to hear you break silence. I said your sons need to hear you speaking truth in Jesus' name. Like Joseph. My last point. Some of you have said, you know what? I said I wasn't going to say nothing else. But for some of you, Stand with me all over the church, please, if you're able. Uh, some of you are about to say what Joseph said. I said I was going to keep silent. I said, Brother Harold, I'm done. But Joseph said, but your word was within me like fire. Shut up in my bones. God is about to call some people who said, I'm going to just sit in the back. Don't call me. Don't call me. I'm just going to get mine. God say, I heard that too. Just, just one row. Erica, will you move up just one row, please? Why are you mess with me, Bishop? I ain't mess with just the Holy Ghost. Just one row. Because you can be on the front row and don't say nothing. It don't, but what God is saying, I'm telling you, many of you have said, this is all I'm going to do. You can't keep silent. Lift your hands all over the place. Father, I thank you today for the Holy Spirit among us. I thank you for being a great God. I thank you for this is the decade of declaration. I think that we will declare what thus says the Lord. I think that we will speak your truth in earth's trouble. I think that we will speak the truth with love, not legalism. I give you praise right now. Release an anointing in this building on people of God to be the people of God. And God, I thank you right now for what you're doing. We decree, decree and declare this is a decade of declaration. I will declare a thing. If you decree a thing, it shall be so. So I give God praise right now. So just be, decree one thing. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ messed up last year but I'm still the righteousness of God when you go down the street the righteousness of God showed up 
not the, you're not the performance of God. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. Were you blessed today? Real quickly, are you saved? Anybody in this place? Anybody in this place have not made Jesus Christ Lord of your life? It's the best day of your life if you don't.